It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Well, it's Nick and Sean Levine. Sean, do you ever uh, do things over and over again, even though you know it's a bad idea? So, like, one or two things you've done that. I asked this for this reason. I'll let you think, because uh, I got some Chipotle sitting next to me. Love Chipotle. I like spicy food, mm-hmm. too. So, got the spicy red salsa that they have on it. Then I added some extra hot sauce to it, like two different kinds, because there's different flavors, right? You got the Chipotle Cholula, and there's the regular Cholula, and I can't put it all on there. I like spicy food. But trying to speak after eating spicy food is not the easiest thing in the world. My entire my mouth, see, is fighting against me at this moment. I can't believe I did this. I've done this time and time again, but here I am. I like the spicy food, and then I go, why did I do that? It was too much, and now I've got to talk through it the entire show. So I'm going to be playing hurt for a while. I just want you to know that. For the record, yes, I do it on the daily, and I do it when I bet. Like, I get stuck, and I'm like, I know that I played this yesterday, but it's going to hit today, and then I lose it again the next. I'm, I'm doing that as we speak. I've got Bam Adebayo getting double-digit rebounds. I've played this 15 times this year. I think I'm like one for 14. So maybe he's due, or maybe you should just stop eating spicy foods. Who knows? Yeah, I'm never going to stop eating spicy foods. I promise you I can't do that. But, yeah, the Knicks right now actually making this a game again. Heat up 35-33. Knicks got outscored 24-14 in the first quarter, and then came back with an 18, outscoring the Heat 18-8 to at one point in the second quarter. So now they're only down two. Heat plus three and a half. And you're on, you're on, you took the Heat money line. You took the Heat plus three and a half too, didn't you? I don't need just stinking points, bro. Miami's going to win this game outright. Maybe it's going to be a little bit closer than I anticipated, but Miami's going to win this game. Yeah, I again, I hedged a little bit because there's an emotional hedge there for me. But we move on. We move on because, well, it is what it is. All right, Jeff Feinberg joins us. He always does. Friend of show, Mayo Media. Golf helps make us smarter when it comes to that. Let's let's start with the Byron Nelson here and just give us the lay of the course here and maybe who benefits, Jeff, uh, from the way this course is set up. It's like, do I want to overexpose myself next this week? Because I'll be exposed next week pretty much everywhere, certainly. But we're back <laughs> at TPC Craig Ranch uh, for the third year. Um, formerly a 7,400-yard 7, par 72. But because we had the winner at 26 and 25 under last year, they feel that turning a par 5 into a par 4 this year and making it a 7,400-yard 7, par 71 – will change much. It won't. It's a birdie festival. It's hard to gather much, I'll tell you, because we've been here only twice. K.H. Lee won both times. Over 100 to 1 both times. Um, I was on the first one. Certainly shocked at the second one. Have no... I'll be, like, blown away if there's a third year for him. So we're here... And then it's... So it's hard to just make it. Like, the same guy's won here twice... I've tried to go past him, see what other types of player profiles have played well here. And you see guys like a Matt Kuchar or Satoshi Kodaira has had success here. So you're like, okay, so it can really suits anybody. Fairways are big. It, it becomes a putting contest. Like it's a resort course birdie festival. But we've seen guys that hit it a mile succeed here. And we've seen guys that are just, you know, plotters, great second shot players will drain so many 12-footers to keep them in a in a boat race. So it's one of those this week we got on our hands. 
Hey, if you think there's any sort of a shot that KH Lee can win it for a third time, Bet MGM right now has him as a 22 to 1, along with Hideki Matsuyama, and you mentioned Matt Kuchar. So, a, a few of the long shots. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right at the top, though, no surprise, you got Scotty Scheffler at plus 350. That's You can't make a whole lot of money on him, and that's for him to win the tournament, but obviously he is the best player. Is it worth just putting your money down there? I am not, but hey, you know, some people like betting Saquon to score first touchdown. The difference is that'll cash for you in, in 25 minutes. This one, you're going to have to wait till Sunday. It's not how I will go about it. I'm not betting Scotty Scheffler at those price. You could argue it's a deserved price based on some comp fields that we saw last week and then um you know jordan spieth withdrew and i'll have to you guys talking about things mistakes you make and you make them consistently i'll tell you what happens to me jordan spieth withdraws and in my opinion and, and i don't know how closely you guys follow golf there are so few players to me in the field most weeks that are worthy of really altering um lines like it's a 140 man tournament who cares if one guy goes well, when you're the favorite Scotty Scheffler and the next man's Jordan Spieth at 8-9-1, to one, that really, to me, has a, a big trickle effect. So when that news breaks that he withdraws, all the guys I'm thinking about betting, my thumb just blacks out and goes and bets because I know these odds are about to be pulled off the board. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you'll just cash them out. You get full cash outs at this site. You can just cash it out if you want. But then, like a better... The odds shift. It's like, I, I can't cash out this CLV. But CLV in golf is like, it's a joke. Who cares? The variance and variables all over the place. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened to me. It's a long-winded way of saying I'm not betting Scotty Scheffler. And Jordan <laughs> Spieth's withdrawal really did have an impact on this board. And I regret some of those decisions I made, like, Monday at dinner time as we sit here yeah. Wednesday pre-tournament. We've all made uh, bad decisions at all hours of the day in our lives before, so I can totally relate to you on that. Like I said, too much hot sauce on this that I'm eating. It's not the same as throwing money away on a bet, but hey, we've certainly been there. Uh, is this maybe then more of a situation where you talk about kind of leading up to a major then where it's almost better to start betting just like top 20s, top 25s, and give yourself a little more wiggle room and staying away from any outright winners? I mean, well, the great thing about golf is you can choose your own adventure. But, you know, as yeah. any golf better, if that's what you want to do, but you sort of see it's like if they could, if Scheffler can just be off or if Scheffler, a Texas, a Texas native, can maybe be distractive or if Scheffler's like mind is on a major next week, like maybe there's a real opportunity for anyone else you think has a pulse. So that's sort of like where my head is at in the outright um, betting market, although I wouldn't be surprised if Scheffler wins this thing by a, by a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to play Jason Day or Adam Scott, and, you know, I'm looking at playing either Jason Day or Adam Scott, so I'm asking this strictly for myself, which one makes the most sense? Pretty much the same odds. Right now you can get Jason Day at 16-1. to 1. Adam Scott, actually, now that I look at it, bet MGM, double, 33-1 to 1 odds. That seems worth it. Yeah, so Adam Scott, full disclosure, is one of the bets I made when I, as I said, my fat thumb blacked out when I saw the speed I'm withdrawing post so I, I got him closer to 40 but I still like the 33 so that would be my lean although day feels like maybe closer on the precipice of this true breakthrough moment of the PGA win I just love everything we're seeing from Adam Scott I think Aussies and, and South Koreans this week will make up a huge chunk of this leaderboard so many of the South Koreans live down here they'll be you know very comfortable and these open fairway Texas wins 
oh, you know, always seem to make these Australians feel at home. So I think they're both due for a great week in terms of Day and and Scott. Eileen Scott, who's ironically, some of his missed putts will, you know, he'll be memed to death or they'll go viral because they're so embarrassing. But as a whole, he's actually putting fantastic. And that's a dangerous combination for a guy, as we know, is just a world-class ball striker. He could just pin stock unconscious for four straight days. What about some head-to-heads you're looking at that might be worth? Uh, there aren't really a, a ton that I am um, looking at per se. I do. I, I am sort of picking on KH Lee uh, where I can yeah. earlier in the week. I did lay some juice with some Tom Kim who I do have uh, who I do have to win this week. And going a little farther down the board, I've been looking for some uh, Christian Bezadenhout uh, matchups. He's a guy that in, in the last little bit, twelve rounds or so. Um, Approach and putting, which is exactly the recipe here. He's been quite unconscious. So whichever site's given me favorable matchups on them, it's just a you know it's such a hard question because so many sites even offer yeah. different matchups once you get sort of out of out of um, you know the the top couple. But I'm looking mm-hmm. to pick on KH Lee and his attempt at a, at a three peat. If we're looking for a guy at the top, I want to fade. I'd have been all out on fading Spieth, guys. So his withdrawal. Um, other than catching it and maybe getting some good numbers, Jordan Spieth, granted, without the injury, he's going for a Grand Slam next week. This is the AT&T Byron Nelson in Texas. He's an AT&T spokesperson. He's in his backyard. Like, the, the amount of obligations with where his headspace needed to needs to be in lieu of chasing a Grand Slam next week, I was a full-on faith Spieth anywhere I could have. So I was really sad to see him withdraw. <laughs> well, I guess then I guess it's fair to assume that for the PGA Championship, you got a lot on speed. No, I don't. I don't. I actually don't think courses that can be as penal off the tee really do suit him. Although he's a magician, I uh, no, I'm not. And the word is like he's fifty fifty at the moment for next week. I feel mm. bad for him. I'm not looking to bet him next week. I'm looking for guys that just hit it long and straight on an arrow for next week at a place like Oak Hill. Um. Yeah, but but for this week, no, I, I'm sad. I'm sad that he did withdraw. Do you think a lot of guys are looking ahead? Could that be a factor at all in this? Where they're just there. I mean, we know we've kind of talked about you know some of the variables, but like there's the mental side of this too. One hundred percent. Um, and the field isn't very very strong. So how many guys you know that that are in this field you actually care deeply about next week? It's probably about four or five, to be perfectly honest. And when you look back at the winners the weeks before the majors, historically, um, historically, it's not some of the better players. It's a chance to catch a long shot. But sort of in this recent almost year, year plus um, ecosystem of golf betting, it seems like, uh, you know, only the good players are winning these events regardless, even the weeks before the majors. Jeff Feinberg, sometimes his thumb gets in the way, but we still want him on because he gives us great plays to make for sure. Thanks for coming on with us, man. All the best. Tom Kim this week for the win.